book summaries not really it's more like um i read from a book and the book makes me think of stuff and i go off on these podcast tangents <laughs> anyway i share some of my life along with those of what is in the book when god doesn't make sense by dr james dobson we are on page 203 and this is question two and it's a, it says in parentheses the follow-up question your answer implies that we should continue to pray for our daughter year after year until she comes back to her faith. Does that mean that God will not be offended by our asking him repeatedly for the same question? Is that what he wants on her behalf on, on the same request? <clears throat> answer two, yes. If what you are requesting is undeniably in the will of God, such as praying for the salvation of your daughter, I think that you should keep the matter before him until you receive the answer. There is a continuing spiritual battle underway for her soul, and your prayers are vital in winning that struggle. Paul admonished us to pray without ceasing. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 Isn't that what Jesus was teaching in the parable of the unjust judge? Let's read it in the book of Luke. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about men. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, Give me, give me my rights. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care about men, yet because this woman keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't wear me out with her coming. And the Lord said, Listen to the unjust judge, what he says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he kept keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. Luke 18, 1 and 8. I love that scripture because it tells us that God is not irritated by our persistence in prayer. He urges us not to give up to bombard heaven with the desires of our hearts. That is encouragement enough to keep me praying for a lifetime. I shared a story earlier about my great-grandfather on my mother's side of the family. With your indulgence, let me relate an incident from the life of my paternal grandmother, Juanita Dobson. She understood what it meant to pray without ceasing, even when there was little evidence to discourage her. She was a deeply committed Christian who was married to an independent, non-believing husband. Because he was a moral and decent man, he saw no need for a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That fact nearly damned him. He didn't mind his wife going to church and doing her religious thing, but he would have no part in it. He especially resented any effort to drive him into it. That door was slammed shut. Instead of trying to goad her husband into a Christian commitment, Therefore, Juanita began a campaign of prayer on his behalf that continued for decades. She fasted for his salvation regularly for years, despite the lack of evidence that her petitions were even being heard. Still, my grandfather's heart remained hard and cold. But when he was 69 years old, he suffered a series of strokes that left him partially paralyzed. He had been a powerful man, a 6-foot-4-inch railroad conductor, who had never been as sick a day in his life. It devastated him to be permanently incapacitated. One afternoon, his daughter was attending to his needs and preparing his medication. As she leaned toward him to straighten his bed, she saw that he was crying. No one ever remembered seeing this proud, self-made man shed a tear. It shocked him. She said, Daddy, what's wrong? He said, Honey, go get your mother. My little grandmother came running up the stairs and knelt beside her husband's bed. He took her by the head and said, I know I'm going to die, and I'm not afraid of death, but it is so dark. Will you pray for me? My grandmother said, Will I pray? She had been waiting for her to ask that question for more than 40 years. 
She began to call to heaven on behalf of her husband, and he accepted a personal relationship with Jesus Christ right there on the sickbed. My grandmother said it was like a host of heavenly angels beginning to sing in her heart. Grandfather Dobson died two weeks later with the testimony on his lips. I'm certain that he and my little grandmother are in heaven today because of her perseverance of her faith. Winston Churchill said during World War II, Never give up. Never, never, never give up. That advice applies not only to nations under siege, but also to believers seeking a touch from the Almighty. I'll say it again, moms and dads. Your highest priority is to lead your children into the fold. Don't stop praying until that objective is fulfilled. You know, this will bring up a question um, to a lot of um, apostolics, especially um, say, well, do you believe, or to anybody, I guess, do you believe in um, deathbed repentance? Well, um, I was asked that question before by somebody, and I said, I said, oh, no, they asked me about deathbed salvation. Um, and I said, I do. Um, I said, I believe that I have had people say, pray for me. If, if God will heal me, I'll, I'll serve him, and God will heal the person. Uh, but I do. Here's what I believe. We don't know about this man's background. That man that was hard-hearted to God the home the story you just read. We do not know about his past. Somewhere in his life, he could have even been a child when he received the Holy Ghost and got baptized. And he could be hard-hearted because he had been offended and walked away from the truth. And there on his deathbed, he could have repented. You know, that, that is very possible. And that's the kind of deathbed repentance I believe. I believe that if you've been baptized in Jesus' name and received the gift of the Holy Ghost, then, and if you're a backslider, that God will heal you and um, heal your soul and save your soul. But um, as far as, you know, it says, um, John, John 3 and 5 says, Unless a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he shall not enter into the kingdom of God. So there, that's uh, what I was reading today. I had no way, I didn't know that it was going to lead towards the salvation issue. But my job here is to point others to the cross, to point you to the cross. Seek it out. Get the Bible out and seek it and study it out for yourself. There is no way that I am the judge. There is no way I am the jury. There is no way that I am the one. The only thing I'm supposed to do is put out seeds. The Lord is the Lord of the harvest. That is my job. It's just to keep on encouraging and lifting one another up and just promoting Jesus and telling His goodness and His mercy and just spreading the light and the love of God as an ambassador of Jesus Christ. That's my job. Let's keep pointing the others to the kingdom. Jesus is coming soon. Let's get right, church, and let's go home. That's my prayer. Um... I was going to say, oh, today is the 16th. It is my mother and father's anniversary. My father, he passed away in September, two weeks after my husband passed away. But uh, anyway, my this will be her first. This will be her first anniversary of my, my dad. So I sent her a little. Um, well, I sent her two things from Amazon at two different times. They came this month. Uh, but one of them was a, a crystal, like a. Oh, just a heavy rock kind of thing, but it was it's clear and had um, etched, engraved, whatever you want to call it. Um, 
words on it, it says that those that we love don't go away, but they walk beside us every day. She's got that. I told her uh, she could set it up on the shelf. She could use it as a, a doorstop. She could use it as a bookend. Uh, set it on a stack of paper, you know, on the table. I don't know what she did with it. You know, it was really pretty, heavy, heavy. And then I also got her some silk um, sunflowers. So, um, I guess I hadn't seen them. I just seen the picture. And I seen I read the reviews. Big, big sunflowers that came um, on stalks on the little plastic things. They put them on that has different kind of notches that she can put at different heights or whatever. I'm hoping she hasn't put together her um, her arrangement yet, but she's supposed to send me a picture when she gets her bouquet. She could put some out on that's great or something if she wants to, whatever. But anyhow, that is my morning devotion. And uh, I want to just tell you all I love you. Keep on praying for me. Yesterday seemed to be a really hard day. I don't like being a widow. And that's one thing. Remember I told you guys several months ago that the Lord would not let me stop praying one morning until I thanked him for being a widow. I'm like, I can't thank you for being a widow. And I started saying, I can thank him that I was Mark's widow. (laughs) I thank you that I was married to Mark and that if I had to be a widow, at least I was married to him. And I got all these great memories with him. But, um... You know, there's a lot of widows out there and and widowers, and it's hard. It is really hard. My mom's a widow, but I always, I always say that she was married to my dad. She had my, she was married 21 or 22 years longer with my dad than I was with my husband. I didn't have a, I didn't get to retire with my husband. She had my dad under her feet pretty much 24/7 the the last 10 years of her or more, 10 or 12 years of their life, he was around the clock table together, I didn't get that with my husband, I, I was, I was <laughs> looking forward to that, but I got him now, I guess, in my memory, he's 24-7, <laughs> but you never stop talking about him, no, I don't, but anyway, and I was telling my daughter, Melissa, she came to live with me after my husband, after dad passed away, I said, I said, um, Melissa, we got a lot alike. I don't have a dad. You don't have a dad. I don't. I no longer have a husband. You don't have a husband. I said I didn't have any sons. You don't have a son. I had. I had daughters. Um, but we got lots of children. <laughs> Me and her, we do childcare. We got lots of kids. So God has blessed us in a lot of ways. So anyway. I know some of some of you listen to me say, well, "Why does she ramble on?" I'm sorry. Um, it's almost time for my child to start showing up, so I gotta get it out of here and get ready for that. But I want you to know, I appreciate you. I I thank God for modern technology. I'm thankful for these podcasts and my um, and my YouTube channels and stuff. I don't have to have a lot of followers or viewers or listeners, um, but just knowing that. I have several. I have some people that enjoy listening to me. I have several, and all of them, I think, pray for me. And I really am so glad for that, and I pray for you. That's what matters. We're never alone because we've got friends and family, and we've got Jesus. And without Him, we could do nothing. You have a great day. Bye-bye.